Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give him some praise and like the love Come on, give him some praise. Come on, that's it. Give him some praises. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now I want you to look at your neighbor. And I want you to ask him this, neighbor, when is there enough? The reason why I said that because some of you start declining in your praises. But I want you to ask yourself, when is there enough praises? When have I given him enough? Can anybody ever remember singing the song, if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't praise him enough? Praise God based on somebody standing behind here prompting me. You see, you can get caught up now. The person that's standing behind here don't know what you went through this morning. They don't know what God brought you through last week. They don't know those hours in the night that you were crying, calling on God, and God came in and touched you. Hallelujah, Jesus. So I'll praise him when I think. You know, when I think of the word goodness. Yeah. Don't treat my God like he's just some fly like. Yes, sir. My God is good. Yes, my God is good. Say that again. How often? How often? Thank you, Jesus. All right, we bless God on today. We honor the Lord. You may be seated if you can. We honor the Lord for being here on this morning. God is good. Yes, amen. Amen. Come on, God is good. Yes, yes. God brought us from Orangeburg, South Carolina, to Whiteville, North Carolina. And as my wife said earlier, this has been in the making for a long time. God's got his timing, and I believe that this is God's timing. Amen. Only one thing, y'all did not have to order the rain or the you, 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 
it would have been much easier for us to come up here if the sun was shining, you know. Yeah. Amen. I don't know your eyes, well, but we all we all seeking God for that power to really, you know. Amen. But we we thank God for just being here, even in the midst of the rain. God bless us safely. And uh, we certainly thank God for, amen, his safety. Amen. Bringing us here, I want to say thank God for our online audience on today for yes, yes. the patience. Amen. With us um, to joining with us on this morning. Normally we are here, we're on at 10 o'clock, but because we are in North Carolina with my brother here and Sister Pastor Nathaniel Best and our Sister Nathan, Sister Helen Best, Amen. We are starting later than we normally start, but we thank God for you Amen. being with us on this morning. One thing I know uh, that the Word of God goes, Amen, as God ordains for it to go, Amen. And we believe in God today that He will send a word, Amen, that will challenge our hearts and um, cause us to be better than we were when we came in here. How many want to be better? How many ever say, God, I, I want to please you? Hallelujah, Jesus. You know, we say that when service gets into a certain pitch. But I mean, down in your heart, down in your heart, you ever say, God, I want to be better. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you today. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, had it not been for your grace and your mercy, none of us would be here today. Many of us would have been cut off long, long time ago. But your grace stepped in. Your mercy ordered a change of events. And we thank you for it, God. We thank you for this day that you have ordained for this service and for this people to be here. We thank you, God, that we believe, for God, that you have something special for us. We ask you that you would have your way here, that you would move everything out that's not like you, out of our hearts, out of our minds, give us, and that our hearts will be in tune to what you want to say and do in our midst. We yield to you right now, Lord. We move out of the way so that you will have your way. We pray for a release of your Holy Spirit in the room on today. Speak to our hearts. As only you can. For in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Again, we thank God. Come up with your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for my friend and brother, Pastor Nathaniel Best, and also Pastor Helen Best. Amen. And those of you here at El Bethel, come on, put your hands together with the Lord. Amen. Praise God. 
We thank God for our Father's house church family. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. We thank God for you traveling with us on today to be a part of this service. Um, I, I want to uh, do what I got to do and get out of the way. Um, and I trust that God will speak through us today Amen. to us. Amen. And I love to be sometimes precise in my terminology because preaching through us does not exclude me from preaching to us. All right, all right. Okay. This is my heart's desire that God will speak through us and to us yes. today Amen. by his word. Yes. Um, I have a word that I feel that God had placed on my heart that's going to come from the book of Colossians, a word that God has, been, God has had on my heart for the last several weeks. I've been preaching with Larry in Orangeburg. And as I was before the Lord on this weekend, week before, I was saying, God, what is it that you want me to share with the people of God? And I felt inspired in my heart to share this word Amen. with you on today. Um, you could have your Bibles and you could have your electronic device, whichever one you use to find the word of God. Amen. Turn to the book of Colossians, the second chapter, and the 10th verse. Colossians 2, and... Ten. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. All right, as we go to Colossians 2 and 10, I'm going to read it first from the King James, and then we're going to go elsewhere. It says, oh, let, let's start at the ninth verse. Um, let's start at the eighth verse. Is that okay? Yeah. If I keep on, I'm going to go all the way to the first verse. But let's start at the eighth verse before I change my mind. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. There, 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 there's so much in the word of God. I, I was about to say in this scripture, but I cannot just isolate one scripture. There's so much in the word of God that is relevant to our everyday walk with God. Yeah. And uh, um, as we are here on today, I want to share some things that will hopefully uh, uh, bring us to a place that we can um, move progressively into the heart and the mind of God. Mm -hmm. uh, how, how many of you love growing? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at somebody and say, let's grow together. We're going to talk to you just for a few minutes on today from this particular subject, complete in him. Okay. Complete in him. Now, as we go into the 
word of God as, as we allow the Holy Spirit to take us into the word of God. And it's one thing that I want to make sure that we, the people of God, embrace. Uh, I had uh, quite a few hands this morning that said you want to be better in God. You want to please God. One thing I, I, I encourage the people of God to do when you come to church, amen, come with a heart and a mind to receive from God. Yeah. Now, when I say receive from God, I'm not just talking about receiving your financial blessings and, and receiving, you know, your, 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 I'm talking about receiving some directions. Yes. You know, we need more direction than we need blessings. You got folk that come to church for my next blessing. They don't care about directions. You can get blessings without directions and go out here and make chaos. But if I get directions, as my blessings come, I know how. To move That's right. and navigate through life. That's right. uh, as we look at the word of God, and one thing I challenge the people of God to, if you want to receive directions from God, make sure that you endeavor to be a student of the word of God. Amen. Now, we may say some things this morning that would challenge you, but that's okay. That's what church ought to be about, challenging you. That's right. Uh, 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 we should endeavor to be students of the word. Right. We got a lot of folks that are something believers. Yeah. Come on now. Okay. okay. That's right. And, and, and you know, I've been in church a long, long time. And Sunday, church, many times, an hour or two, and half of that is dancing and praising. Uh-huh. You may get 45 minutes of the word. Uh-huh. Come on. Yes, you're right. But if you really, really, really want to understand God, you see, you can't please God if you don't understand Him. And if you really want to understand God, you must move to the place that you become a student of the Word. That means. You give yourself over to the word. Anybody ever been in school and you wanted to get good grades in school? That means you have to take some time out and spend time in the books. Look at your neighbors and spend some time in the book. <laughs> <laughs> as students of the word let me share this with you as, as students of the word when you go into the word always search out scripture inside of the context of its delivery All right. okay. what do you mean bishop there is a lot of scripture that can stand alone. Okay. There's a lot of scripture that can stand alone. Mm -hmm. But if you want to understand the heart of God, mm -hmm. read it and study it inside of the context 
of his delivery because when I study he started the context of delivery I'm also understanding why God is saying this at this time to this people okay uh, uh, there, there's a lot of things we grab the word and run with it okay. and it's okay but if you really want to understand the heart of God, read the context. Okay, right. why, did, why did you say that? Who, who were you talking to? Mm -hmm. When you yes. spoke that word, what were the conditions surrounding the delivery of that word? Because as I embrace the word, I want to make sure I embrace it inside of the proper conditions. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. As we go into this word today i i want to um challenge us to get an understanding of what it means to be complete in him mm. all right there's a lot of things that sound good and we can run with the sounding of things that's that's the way we grew up in church you know that's right, that's right. You know, it sounds good, we have a little bit, ran with it. Never stopped to really understood what it really meant. Mm. That's right. And it sounds awfully good, uh, Pastor Best, to say, I'm complete in him. Mm -hmm. But what does that really mean? What, 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 what is God really saying when he's speaking to the body? That you are complete in him. It's important that you understand that. Really, very important that you understand that. Because if you're going to do anything in your walk with God, you gotta understand that as God moved in your life and brought to He did some complete things in you. All But as we look at this particular scripture here in Colossians, before we get to the second chapter and the 10th verse, I want to set some boundaries as we flow. Right. Here Paul is talking to the church of Colossae. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a group of people that Paul himself actually did not preach out this church, okay? But Paul being an apostle, an apostle, Paul understood the dynamics of that ministry, of that church. And Epaphras was the one that actually went out into the city of Colossae and preached out this church. But being a part of the work that Paul was overseeing, Epaphras sent word, brought word back to Paul concerning the folk here in Colossae. Okay, okay. And the Paul got the word. If you look in the first chapter, and let's let let's see. Uh, 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 I want to really sort of keep this in context. Let's let's start at the sixth, sixth verse. Now let's start at the fifth, fourth verse. Okay, because that's what I was. Paul said, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have for all the saints, 
for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is coming to you as it is in all the world, and bring it forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day you heard of it and knew of the grace of God in truth. And he also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. We also declare unto you, unto we are who also declare unto us your love in the spirit. This is where I want to focus. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye be filled with the full, with the fill with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And I want you to understand, look at what Paul here is saying. Paul said, when I heard about your conversion, when I heard about the fact that you decided that I want to serve God, I, I want to please God, Paul said immediately I began to pray that God will fill you with all uh, knowledge of his will. Oh. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that he will fill you with the knowledge of his will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, Paul said, my focus for you is that you receive a knowledge of the will of God. For your lives. If we, when we stand behind these upturned uh, uh, on Sunday mornings, Tuesday night, Wednesday, and we focus on uh, bringing the people of God to the place and they get an understanding of the will of God, you'll find people either decided to walk with God or walk to the door. My God. Paul said, my heart's desire for you that you get a knowledge of the will of God. Not a knowledge of where you will get your next blessing. But a knowledge of the will of God. In all wisdom and understanding. As you get a knowledge of his will, his will is what he wants out of your life. Look at your neighbor and say, do you really know what God wants from you? Now you make it known what you want from him. Or we don't waste time telling God, God, this is what I want. We, we got an I want quarter to God. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. But how many of us will stop long enough and say, God, what do you want? Come on now. Yes. 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 Mm. My God. Paul said, that's my prayer. And if you get the knowledge of the will of God mm. for your lives, <coughs> in all wisdom, mm. in other words, as you get a knowledge of the will of God, you also get an understanding of how to break that. Mm and spiritual understanding. Now, I want to look at at least three things here that I want you to really grab a hold of today. As we 
seek to know God. How many want to know Him? Paul said this in uh, 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 Philippians, the third chapter, I think it's the ninth verse. Paul said that I may know him. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want you to. All right. I want you to understand here, Paul here was talking to the church here in Philippi. Mm-hmm. And Paul was telling them about how. You know, he was a Hebrew of Hebrew. Uh, 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 when it came down to the law, he was very precise in keeping the law. He sat at the feet of Gamil, who was one of the top teachers of that day. Paul, Paul said, now I have all of these credentials that would make me self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. But Paul said, now when I really came to know God, or was introduced to him, I found out that those things don't mean nothing. Come on with it. They don't mean a whole lot. Paul said, as she go on down in that scripture, because you, you, you remember Paul said, you know, I count all these things, but dumb, or I, I consider them lost, that I may what? Know Christ. That's right. That I may get an understanding of this man that I've been introduced to. We've been introduced to God, but don't crack, we don't know a whole lot about him. Mm. Paul said, they have nothing I can promote to that I may learn. It's about Christ. Mm. And then Paul got down to the ninth verse. Paul said, that I may know him in the fellowship of his suffering. Mm-hmm. Come on. And in the power of his what? Resurrection. Now, I, I want you to say the reason why I'm going here is because if I can leave anything with you today, if I can leave anything with you today, it is for you to get a clearer understanding of the will of God for your life. My God. Yes. Okay. Yep. Paul said that I may know him. Now, as we move here, then I want you to, I'm going back to Colossians now. As we go here, Paul was looking at this group of people here in Colossians. And Paul understood the dynamics of this particular city. And this particular city in Colossians, Bishop Pastor, this particular city in Colossians was considered a Judaistic community. When I say Judaistic community, they were a community that believed inside of self-sufficiency and my ability to do what I need to do is the thing that God honors. Okay. That was one of the problems with the Jews because they still left inside of the old covenant believing that their ability is the thing that God honors inside of their movement. And Paul said, now I I understand where you are. I I understand your thought process. And also inside of the Colossian community, they were also caught up with a whole lot of philosophy, philosophical mentalities. You know how philosophy is. Philosophy is, you know, you're thinking, uh, you know, 
intellectually. You cannot intellectualize God. So Paul said, now, I'm praying for you. That first of all, you'll be filled with the knowledge of his will. You got a whole lot of natural knowledge. You got a whole lot of natural abilities. But Paul said, if you want to be anything in God, you got to have a knowledge of his will for your lives. Somebody ought to lift a hand and say, Lord, help me to know your will for my life. As Paul moved progressively here, Paul got to the 13th verse, and this is one of the first points that I want to point out. Paul said, now, first of all, I need you to understand that you were translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of what his dear son. Now, that may not mean a whole lot to folk, but I need you to understand it is very important. Just because it don't mean a whole lot does not mean that it doesn't have significance. Because when Paul, he when Paul here was delivering the heart of God to a people of God that had just recently come to know God. Paul said, one of the first things you need to understand is that you've been translated from a kingdom yes, that controls you all of your life. Yes, You've been translated from a kingdom of darkness. Don't underestimate that. Because we love to sing the song, the thing I used to do, I don't do no more. But if you don't understand all of the ramifications of it, after a while, you'll be doing the same thing again. All right. But Paul said, you were translated from the kingdom of darkness. Translation means we move from one place to another. Move from under one control to another. Let me say something. The reason why we got so many folk in the church that are up and down is because we don't really understand the translation. My God, right now, preach, preacher. We got people that are in the body. But still acting as if they're still in the world. Amen. But the reason why is because they don't understand the kingdoms. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Under the kingdom of darkness. And if any of you will be honest with yourself and, 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 and to reminisce. You can remember when you were out there. Can anybody remember when you were out there? I mean, I'm talking about out there. I'm, I'm talking about out there. Yeah. 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 Come on. And Paul said it so eloquently in this Roman the seventh chapter. Paul said, when I what? Would you good, but evil. Mm -hmm. 
Evil was always there, present with me. He said the good that I wanted to do, I didn't. Can anybody remember those times? You were being controlled by the kingdom of darkness. You see, you got to understand that in a kingdom, there's always a king. And in the kingdom of darkness, the ruler of the kingdom of darkness is Satan. Okay? And while you were in the kingdom of darkness, he was the one that was pulling your strength. Yes, yes. Come on. That's right. He was the one that was ordering your steps. I, I, I love it when Jesus was talking to, the, talking to the Pharisees, wasn't it? The disciples, the Pharisees in Roman, uh, John 8 chapter, and they were talking about Jesus. Jesus now listen, if you were of Abraham, he said, you would understand who I am. But Jesus said, let me show you something. You are of your father the devil and is his lusts or his desires you do in other words what Jesus was saying Jesus said now you're not a part of the kingdom of light yet you're out there trying to put me on blast <laughs> Jesus said you don't even know what you're talking about he said, if you weren't really of the kingdom of light, then you would understand my mission. My, my, my. But he said, you're of the kingdom of darkness. That's why you're challenging me. Because you don't understand that all I come to do is to bring the kingdom of God on the scene. Mm. But let me go back here. When we get an understanding of the kingdoms, <laughs> first of all, understand. Let, let, let me do this. Let me do this. How many, how many born again believers we got in the room? I don't care. Just got born again this morning. All right. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> if you are a born again believer. You have undergone a translation mm -hmm. or a spiritual movement. Mm -hmm. The Bible said you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness mm -hmm. into the kingdom of light. That's right. But let me share something with you. One of the problems is that many of us don't understand what happened at the translation. So we're still over here in the kingdom of light still not operating as if we are still in the kingdom of darkness. Okay. You got to understand that. When I was translated into the kingdom of light, uh, I've been now translated into, and let, me, let me go here. A kingdom is a realm in which a, a king rules or exercise authority. Okay. And now that I've been brought into the kingdom of light, I'm under new rulership. Yes. 
Yes, sir. I'm under a new authority. But I want you to also understand inside of a kingdom, there is also a culture that is indicative of the kingdom. And when I say culture, culture is nothing more than a way of life. You gotta understand this. I don't care who you are. You gotta understand when you were brought into the kingdom of God, you were brought into a whole new way of life. You weren't just brought here to twiddle your thumb and wait to go to heaven. Come on, that's one of the greatest fallacies and greatest mistakes that we've taught folk in the church. Well, I'm saying now. So I'm just waiting for the rapture. Okay. If I got if you saved at 21 and my rapture, <laughs> okay. Understand my come on. My now. rapture. My rapture may not be the divine rapture. My rapture may be when he's gonna call me. Uh-huh. Maybe at 75. Mm-hmm. What about from 21 to 74? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the problem. That's the problem. We got folk in the church in the in-between period don't know what to do. Jesus. Don't even really understand what they're in. Because if you really understood that you are now in the kingdom of God, with a whole different culture, with a whole different rulership. If you really understand that, then now you will begin to see what is it that I can do now to make sure now that I operate as a kingdom child. One of the greatest tragedies that have entered the body of Christ was back in the 70s and the 80s when we came out with this thought process, kingdom now mentality. Come on. Preach. Okay. The kingdom now. Oh my God. All the people of God began to run. Kingdom now. Why? Because we told folk the kingdom now means that you can get all of these things and stuff and possessions and now that now is the power of God working in your lives. No, let us not reduce God. All right now. Down to things and stuff. Truth got things and stuff. Peter got things and stuff. Elon Musk got things and stuff. Does that mean that they're in the kingdom of God? You got folk in the church running after things and stuff. And not running after God. You're sitting in the church 20, 30, 40 years. Waiting for your ship to roll in. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my. I'm waiting. And God said, I'm waiting on you to get a mind to If we don't embrace a mind to serve God, we are a disgrace to the salvation experience. Amen. 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 
we are a disgrace. God didn't save you just so that you can go to heaven. God didn't save you just so that he can bless you. And, and, and it, <laughs> that had to go into a different message because we need to understand what being blessed by God really means. That's right. That's right. Being blessed by God does not mean that you get a new job, a new car, a new house, and all. Come on. Come on. God saved you for purpose. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what background you have in your lives. God save you for purpose. And if we don't get the people of God to understand that, my Lord, we got a church full of folk. You know, you know, hey God, when you go bless me again, God, when you gonna do this, when you gonna do that, and then now, let's say perhaps God allowed you to. Come into some finances. Where is your character? All right. You see, the kingdom of God is more about character than it is about things and stuff. I said a kingdom also has a culture or a way of life. When we left America 23 years ago, 23 and a half years ago, to go to Jamaica, my wife and I and two of my children, we were ingrained in the American culture. Mm -hmm. you know? Come on. But when we got to Jamaica, we found out that there's a totally different culture over there than it is here. And in order to survive and to thrive in that culture, we have to we have to adapt to the culture that we were brought into. You got too many folk in the body of Christ that are not adapting to the kingdom culture. Because we told folk that in the kingdom you can still live like in the kingdom of God, you can still live like the folk in the world. No, 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 no. You know what my Bible tells me? Colossians, somebody get Colossians, the third chapter. I, I have to go how the Holy Spirit is leading me. Colossians, the third chapter. Yeah. The first verse. Let's start right here at the first verse. Yeah. We're still talking to the same group of people that Paul was addressing as relates to their mentality. And here in Colossians, the third chapter, Paul said, If ye then be what? Risen with Christ. Nothing more than another way of saying if you were born again. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. The Bible said we were buried with him in the likeness of death. We shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. So I mean, he said if you then be risen with Christ, 
you know, because sometimes you have to talk a certain way to certain people go, you know, the Colossians, the Colossians there, they were certain, so you had to say it in a way. Now, if you then mm -hmm. be risen with Christ, you could have very easily said, if you was really saved, but sometimes, based on the folk you're dealing with, you have to, you know, you know, I can, I can live right where you are. Mm -hmm. Come on. If you really have been risen with Christ, he said, "What? Seek what? Those things which are what? Mm -hmm. I need you to understand something here." So I'm still talking to these folk that hadn't reached, hadn't too long been saved. Pastor Helen, and I've often thought of this. If at our spiritual birth, our born-again experience, we were caught and poured into us the heart and the mind of God. Can you imagine where we would be today? I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher. When I look into the body of Christ, I see folk that have been saved for 30 years still have a mindset and a mentality of somebody that been saved no more than two weeks. Amen. No, 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 that could sound drastic, but it's the truth. Why? Because we haven't been taught to see those things that are above. What we tell for when you come to church? All right, now I want you to do it. Now stop praying God to bless you. Pray that God will give you a new house. Pray that God will do this for you. Pray that God. God. Instead of directing the folks' appetite to God, we direct the folks' appetite to things and stuff. God, how can I make my life better? Forget about your life. What is God, what is it that I can do for you? When God knocked Paul off of his beast, on Damascus Road. After Paul got an understanding of who it was, Paul's next word said, Lord, what would you have me to do? Somebody ought to put your hand on your chest. and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? Then be risen with Christ. We want all of the earthly benefits of the salvation experience. But we don't want to embrace the divine qualities of the salvation experience. 
And let me share something with you. Anytime all we get are earthly benefits, we don't have enough God in us to know how to deal with it. You got folk that have been blessed with new cars and new houses and new jobs that's still crazy as a bed bug. What you say? What you say? Yeah. You're yeah. laughing, it's the truth. And it's really, it's really disturbing. And tragic because I'm looking at my brothers and sisters that have been born by the same spirit that I've been born by, but they're still going after things and stuff. Don't understand that God has purpose for your life. Yeah. And your everyday activity, your everyday endeavor is how I can make my life better, how I can get this for myself, how I can make this better. You come to church on Sunday morning. Oh God, I want to be. I just want to please Jesus. And all I say and do, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yes, mm. yes. You need to understand that as born again believers, you've been translated. It would have been foolish for Pastor Carlin and myself but to go down in Jamaica and now instead of <coughs> adapting to the culture, this is not, I'm an American. You, 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 you know how you know how the American mentality can be sometimes. Oh yeah. Come on. We had to go in go in Jamaica. It went Aki and saw Facebook. Now I want some grits and sausage. <laughs> well, <laughs> you had to learn to eat Aki and sawfish. No, I love it. Put porridge before you. Porridge? That's for babies. Yeah. <laughs> You get some good corn porridge, mm -hmm. some good peanut porridge. Mm -hmm. Come on. What we had to do, we had to adapt to the culture. Somebody lift their hand and said, I'm a kingdom child. I'm a kingdom child. Uh, let me say, let me let me, let me rearrange that. Let me say, I'm a child of the kingdom. I'm a child of the kingdom. Okay. If there's one thing that I would challenge you to get from this service today, is to develop a mentality of kingdom children. Mm. The Bible tells me in Romans 14 chapter, I think it is, it said the kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, peace, and what? Joy in the Holy Ghost. They didn't say nothing about the kingdom of God. It's a new house. Come on. Oh my God. A new car. Come on. You're becoming a millionaire. Come on. you having your 
building in properties over there. Come on, ain't that just an about that? You said the kingdom of God. We, my God, we are so desecrated. Jesus. The kingdom of God that you got people in the church really genuinely thinking that they're honoring God by getting a whole lot of things and stuff. But if you really want to understand kingdom mentality, get a mentality of righteousness. When Jesus, when Jesus, when Jesus, when Jesus was teaching the disciples, and I want you to follow this, and that's why I want you to become students of the word. When Jesus was teaching and training his disciples, he took three and a half years to train his disciples. And what he did those three and a half years was to train them with a kingdom mentality. Okay, kingdom mentality. One of the first things that Jesus taught them when they started following him. Jesus, first of all, like, y'all going to be my disciples? You got to first of all what? Deny yourself. Oh, God. It ain't about you. Look at your neighbor and say, it ain't about you. Glory to Come on, man. It ain't about you. He says, first of all, oh, we following Jesus. Oh, we following the Son of God. Oh, Jesus is our leader. He said, y'all gonna follow me? Y'all really want to follow me? Come on. You want to follow me? He said, the first order of business is deny yourself. If you think you're following me for the fish and the loyals, you need to get off the boat right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He said, I'll show you. If the need arises, I can give you the fish in the load, but don't follow me for the fish in the load. All right. Now. All right. That's it right there. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. If any man is to follow me, <laughs> let him what? Deny himself. And he what? Take up his cross. Don't want to follow me yet. You still got to deal with taking up the cross. He said, we got to run through this town. He said, deny yourself and take up your cross. What is the cross? <laughs> The cross, the cross is the emblem or the apparatus, I'll say that, upon which flesh dies. Mm. Mm. Look at your neighbors and neighbor. You gotta be willing to let your flesh die. You don't want to take up a cross. Anything, Pastor Helen, anything that aggravates my flesh, oh God, I got to get this, I got to do this. Sometimes we need to sit down and let this flesh die. There's sometimes God will lead you to your death. God will lead you inside a situation that is designed to cause your flesh to die. Just remember that while you're dying, God is still overseeing it. God is watching it. God is still in control. Yeah. Yeah. He 
told Satan that he went up before God and Satan said, let me touch your servant Job. And he said, all right, go ahead and touch it. And he did the first time and Job came back with living colors. Okay, God, I'm God. I serve God. God, give me to God. Take it away. Bless it. He went back before God against and any man would give anything for his flesh. I wonder how many of you here that the devil that gone before God and said, and they'll do anything to preserve this flesh. Jesus. Jesus. I said, all right, go ahead, do it. God said, I know. He said, that I put in Job everything he needs in order to deal with this. <laughs> the devil came back and struck Job's body with boils. The Bible said worms crawling in and out of his body. So much so to his wife looked at him and Job, you foolish. You call yourself serving God. You need to curse God and die. Look at what God is doing to you. Job said, Though he's sleeping, yet trust him. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If this whole body deteriorate to nothing, I will serve God. We, 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 we say something. I'm going to serve God till I die. Y'all don't mean that. Y'all don't mean that. But I want you to see something here. I want you to see something here. While Job was going through, God gave Satan permission to touch him. While Job was going through, don't you fool yourself. God was right there watching. God was watching. God said, I told you not to take his life. In the case you get crazy and try to go beyond it, God said, I'm watching. God said, I'm watching. I'm saying that to say this. If you take a position in your walk with God, that God, I want to honor you. I will please you. God said, I'll watch over your life. If the enemy comes in, some things I may allow him because some things I want to teach you. But you can rest assured that I've always set boundaries that he cannot go beyond. But we're, 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 we're so caught up in this flesh. The minute this flesh started, we start feeling irritable. Oh, God, oh, God, God. Come on. Sometimes we need to stop, sit there, and allow God to really develop in us. <laughs> Let me close this out because I can go on. But I want you to understand what God says in Colossians the second chapter. My God. Colossians second chapter in the sixth verse. 
It says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk ye in him. My God. There's so much in that, y'all. There's so much in there. As you have received Christ Jesus, how many of you can remember your salvation experience? How many of you can remember when you got saved? Okay, I remember when you got saved. You remember the desperation you had in your heart? Oh, Jesus. You remember that heart that you had? God, I want to please you. God, I, I, I want to honor you. God, I'm tired of this thing. I'm trying, God, I just want to give my life over to you. I want you to help your way in my life. Amen. He said, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, well, so walk ye in him. Don't get saved and lose your passion for God. All right now. By developing a passion for things this God. I can't do. But I, I, I just, you see, the devil, the devil is true. The devil is true. He'll come where you are and throw stuff out there to keep you from getting what you know God wants you to have. That's right. Amen. What you mean, Bishop? You come right in the church. Right in the church. When you get saved. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got saved. Okay. Okay. But I'll make sure they'll never really understand. Never really understand what happened. Don't understand. So you can sit in the church for 50 years and still never satisfy God. He said, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus Lord, from that moment begin to walk in him. But in order to walk in him, I got to understand what it means to walk in him. Yes. What does it mean to walk in him? Does it mean that I come to church on Sunday morning? Does that mean, does that mean I'm walking in him? Does it mean because I give my time? That means I'm walking. No, 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 no. To walk in him means to live a life totally given over to the Christ that's on the inside of me. Christ in me. Look at your neighbor. So when I got saved, Christ began to Christ came and lived in me. Now, if you don't understand that, you missed the most important part of your salvation. My God, my God. Jesus. When I got saved, they said, We love to sing the song on Easter Sunday morning. He lives, he lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives. Salvation to him, Lord. You ask me how I know he lives. <laughs> Sing that part. He lives There's so much stuff that we say that really, that's really important, but we don't understand really what we say. When you got saved, He came and lived in you. 
If you're born again, he's living in you. Let me show you something. But he's living in you so that he can live through you. Come on. He's living in you. Let me say that again. He's living in you so that he can live through you. Yes, yes, sir. If I don't understand how to walk in him, I'm not allowing him to live through me. I encounter situations. I mean, you encounter situations on a daily basis, circumstances. You encounter things that, that just seem like, oh my God. We all do. I mean, realize I got Christ in me. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and I got a close. Let me ask you this. How many of you, and I'm not asking you for an answer, I'm just asking you for to think about it. How many of you believe that Christ reacts to situations the same way you do? And I'm not asking for a hand. I, I, just, just pondering your heart. You can be honest with that. I don't believe that. I want you to think about that. Okay, now, if we can honestly say, most of the time, Sister Eve curse. If I can honestly say that most of the time, the way I reacted or the way I responded was not the way that Christ would have responded. Then what happened to the Christ in me? All right. Okay. You see, the Christ in me never loses power. He's still just as powerful as he was when he walked in the flesh of Jesus for 30, 33 and a half years. The difference is not that once he got into your body, it's, loose, it's lost his power. The difference is, is, first of all, I don't understand what I have now. Or either I understand it, but I've become so accustomed to making sure that my flesh has first order of business. Right now, I know this is what God wants, but I can't let nobody take advantage of me. I can't, I can't, I just can't, I just can't see, I can't. Come on. So therefore, we don't allow the Christ in us to live through us because right through in here if i allow christ to live through me you ever been inside a situation where somebody did you wrong and something on the inside you say forgive them just let it go and you say wait a minute now if i let this go they don't they don't take advantage of me i can't i can't Oh, I ain't gonna be no fool for nobody. Amen. Amen. Come on. Mm -hmm. Amen. But the Christ in you say, let it go. Mm -hmm. Let it go. Mm -hmm. If I don't fight for myself, if I don't show that I can fight for myself, mm -hmm. come on. I guarantee you this. 
if I encounter Pastor Cronin right now and she decides that she's going to fight for herself, okay, instead of allowing God, okay, and she fend me off, okay, she comes out, okay, well, you know, I got it. I guarantee you now that somewhere along the road she's going to encounter something that she's not going to be able to overtake. And if she don't get to the place that I'm going to give my battles over to God, just because it may look like you won that battle last week, don't you fool yourself. Don't you fool yourself. There may be times that the devil Lord may allow you to win a battle just so that you can get the big head. That's real. Let me close my Bible. It says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and grounded and built up in him. And it goes on to the 10th verse says, I think the 9th or 10th verse, it says, for in him, Christ, in Christ, dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything that the Godhead is, everything that God is, was impacted in Christ. Okay, everything. Okay. But it didn't stop there. It says, and you are complete in him. In other words, when he came to live in you, when he came and took up residence in your life, he did not cast off part of his essence. I, I, I'm going to live in Katrina now, so, okay, I, I'm not going to take part of my power. I'm going to, no, 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 no. The, the, everything that the Godhead is, is in Christ, and when Christ came to live in me, then now everything that the Godhead is, is in me. Yeah, everything, everything. That means I have the ability through Christ to deal with every situation I encounter and still get the same response that Jesus did. But we don't want to hear that. We want to hear. I want more God. Oh God, I want more. And we, we think it's so, so religious and spiritual. Like, oh God, I want more God. I want more of you guys. You don't need more of me. You need to understand how to operate in the meters in you. You see, when I came in, everything that I am was in you. I even want more of me. Is there more of me outside of me? I'm going to go on a fast. I'm going to go on a fast so that I can get more God. You got God in you. You go on a fast to learn how to sensitize yourself to the God that's in you. That's right. Come on. 
It's good to your feet. I'm, I'm going to finish. Uh, I'm, I'm finished. I'm, I'm stopping. I'm stopping. That's good. Give me some good music. Hallelujah, Jesus. I mean, if you lift your hands, you don't have to lift your head. Wait till I see what I'm going to say first. <laughs> How many of you would say, I really, really want to please God? I really want to please God. Put your hands down. How many of you would say that in my salvation experience, I want God to be pleased with my life? You have right now everything you need in order to do that. I don't care if you got saved last week, last month. I don't care if you got saved from being a whoremonger. I don't care if you got saved from being a drug addict. I don't care if you got saved from being a drunkard. When Christ came to live in you, he came in you with everything that he is. Thank you, Lord. To take that old ragged flesh. That's right. And reconfigure it and train it to honor God. Stop allowing the devil to tell you because of what I came from, I cannot do like he did because no, 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 no. Paul was a murderer. Paul was a blasphemer. But when Christ came and lived inside of Paul, the Bible says Paul almost immediately began to honor God. Yes. Why? Because he understood what went on on the inside. Lift your hands to him. Father, we bless you today. We thank you for the power of your word. You said in your word that the entrance of your word giveth light. As your word have gone out today, I pray that it have entered into hearts and illuminated some hearts today, God. Hey, God, that they have a better understanding of what it means to have you living inside of them. Mm. I pray, God, right now that everyone here that's under the sound of my voice that would leave this place today mm. with a passion down on the inside to honor you, understanding in their hearts what it takes to honor you, which is to yield to the power 
that's already in there. I'm praying right now, God, that you will challenge every mindset, every mentality in this place that opposes that right now. In the name of Jesus. You said in your word, God, that Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. I pray, God, that every work of the enemy that have been built up in our minds, even from a lack of understanding of whatever, I pray that those works will be destroyed in our hearts and in our lives and in our minds so that we can better serve As we lift our hand before you today, and you here lift your hands. As we lift our hand before you today, Lord, we surrender. Come on, somebody say, I surrender to the power that is in me. Come on, somebody say it again, Lord, I surrender to the power that is in me. I understand, Lord. Lord, I understand, Lord, that it's not about me, but it's about you and what you want out of my life. I surrender to that, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, Lord God. Come on, somebody tell the Lord, thank you. Come on, somebody tell you, thank you. God is breaking something. He's breaking something in your city. Thank you. Something you does. God's he's breaking some things. Let me share something with you. Sometimes the greatest power that we can receive from God is an understanding of God. Okay. It's almost like if, if you give me uh, um, for lack of any other thing I can think of right now, an AK-50, AK-15, whatever if I have it and don't understand how to operate it, it don't mean anything to me. Okay. I can still go around, still not able to. But God said the light came on today. Yes. The light of God is shining in your heart. And when the light comes on, we can see better. Light destroys darkness. Light destroys darkness. 
That's it. That's it. Right now, God is breaking. We break in Right now, in the Today, look at this. Look at this. You leave this place today walking good, remembering that the power of my life now is not my abilities or my mentality, but the Christ that lives in me. And I can say, just like Paul, I can do what? All power Christ. As you face situations in your life, let Christ have it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Come on, somebody tell the Lord thank you. That's it. Many times we think we're doing something for one purpose. God said He's got other purposes. You may think that I moved here for one reason. But God said, there's God said, you know the earth the Lord said, God said, as I have taught you, he didn't say, as I'm going to teach you, he said, as I have taught you. God said, I'm going to tap into that and use that to touch others. Don't lose your focus. Don't lose your focus. Trying to accomplish this and that. God said, I, I, I got those. But God said, what I want. It's a product of what I've taught you. Don't underestimate what God has already poured into you. Don't underestimate it. But as you surrender to God, God will wake you up in the morning. I said, I'll wake you up in the morning with things on your mind of what to do to help. All right? As you do that, you see God. 
as it is rich stuff. It's not just for you. Okay, you, you understand what I'm saying? It's not just for you. Let it out. Let it out. Lord, I thank you. God, I declare, Lord, a new day. understand the pools yeah. that the enemy have on their lives. They said about. I'm gonna pray that those things that the enemy about have 
Right now in the name of Jimasha. And God that she will experience a visitation from you. God one that will move her into the place God that she will be able to honor you with her life. God, I remember before I got saved, God, I know that there were times that you came and you orchestrated situations in my life. I pray, God, right now for that divine visitation over life. Right now, in the name of Jesus. And God, we declare, come on, somebody say, we declare that this light will bring you glory and honor. That she will be a vessel that honors you. We cancel out every plan of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. And we release your purpose over this light. 
blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.